You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Come on, over here. You gotta listen to Fan Holes, a pop culture podcast made for the fans by the fans. Pop culture podcast for fans by fans. Do it, do it now. Hey guys, what's up? This is Derek Crabb, and we're going to be doing an all-Predator podcast tonight, and I'm joined by my fellow fan holes. Sound off, guys. Hey, it's Brian Breakdown. Hey, it's Mike. Come kill me! Do it! This is Grimlock. Get to the chopper! Awesome. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Predator tonight. There's plenty of things to talk about in terms of Predator. There are five feature films... There's Dark Horse comic books, and there's plenty of video games and some toy lines for fans of uh, Kenner Toys. So uh, we'll just, I guess, start off and go into, you know, what what started it all off, which is probably uh, the first film. There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. You know, this was a you know piece with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, featured a, a roundout cast of, of many badassery people. You know, uh, we got uh, what's his name? Why Apollo I... Creed. Yeah, yeah, we got Apollo <laughs> Creed, and you know, we got uh, you guys are. This will make you a sexual tyrannosaurus. Future governor of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so who's yeah, the Native got... American dude? He actually was like a actor who was in Forty Eight Hours. Like the funny. Oh, part, uh, Sonny Latham. I yeah, think his yeah, name was. Sonny yeah, and and so like he apparently like it was so badass that they had a bodyguard on set, but apparently the bodyguard was not for him. The bodyguard was for anybody who fucked with Sonny Latham. Apparently, <laughs> like so it's like they basically. I think I think the studio like hired that guy so he wouldn't get into too much trouble apparently was the story at least that's what they keep talking about like on all the the predator supplementary material and stuff like if you watch like the the dvds and the little featurettes and things like that yeah i I remember reading he was supposed to be like really volatile or uh, something which is kind of funny because he was like totally like calm yeah he's he's like the zen dude and everything yeah but uh, yeah he seemed like a pretty i don't know he seems like a cool guy to me I, i i i don't know 
seems like I liked them, but, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe it's like a Beavis and Butthead thing where it's like they're cool to watch on TV but not to have in your home or I don't know. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, he seemed like a pretty kick-ass guy to me. Um, yeah, I, wasn't, I mean... Wasn't Mitt Romney in there too? Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> these guys are becoming governor. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then and then I guess the guy with the glasses was uh, was a screenwriter, apparently, so... You know, he was yeah, apparently that that was their way of the sneaky way of hiring an extra screenwriter to touch us on the Predator script. But they just hired him as an actor or something. And so that's why he was, you, you notice all these buff guys and then the one dude with the glasses. Mm-hmm. So, so that explains him. Um, but uh, what, what, I mean, you know, do you guys have any thoughts on the first Predator film? Like, were you a kid when you watched it? Did you watch it later in life? Did you watch it in the theater? Like, I was going to ask, like, do you guys remember the first time you watched it? Because I do. Um, I just very vaguely remember it. It was in, like, my friend's basement at the time when I was pretty young, actually. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly the same as me. Like, a friend was just like, uh, you ever seen the Predator movies? And I was like, what? You know, and he kind of, like, had shown me, like, Alien, like, previously, like, so he was like, you'll like this if you liked Alien. So I was like, okay. What about you, Derek? I'm pretty sure, I think, I don't think I saw the first movie theatrically. Like, I think, I think, uh, for me, Predator 2 is kind of like, you know, how Justin, Justin has Star Trek the motion picture. Like, Predator 2 <laughs> is my, is my Star Trek the motion picture, where I, I enjoy the movie a lot. I saw it in the theater. It was a big deal to me but everybody sort of makes fun of me for liking it, you know, like, so, and what's funny is I kind of went back and rewatched all the movies. So, I mean, as far as like my first memories of it, uh, I, I'd say I probably watched Predator on home video, like my dad or something like that. But as far as like the second film, I know I saw that specifically in the theater and then rewatching, I, you know, I kind of rewatched a lot of the movies just for the purposes of this podcast. And I have to say, even though it is uh, Predator 2 is, is gory and uh, kind of adolescent and silly, like, I still enjoy it. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I think I like all that sci-fi re like, for lack of a better word, you know, that kind of, you know, the fact that it expands on, you know, the Predator you know, mythos or what have you. And, and, and I enjoyed the first movie a lot too. I mean, it's a cool film, you know, it's a good Arnold movie and it's an art of movie with sci-fi. So it's kind of, for me, it's like, uh, it, I guess I like those movies a little better. you know what I mean? It's like, to me, it's like, obviously it's not crap like Commando is with uh, Jeff Loeb, you know, but it's, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's like, whereas, you know, I'm sure some people, you know, dig like Arnold movies like True Lies or Red Dawn or, you know, other action movies he's been in, I, I probably lean towards, you know, I like, you know, Terminator, I like Predator, you know, I like the stuff with, with a little bit of a sci-fi hinge to it, stuff like that. You are one ugly mother. Yeah, I, I like Predator 2. I watched it just a couple weeks ago. Actually, I wasn't planning to, but it just happened to be on, and I was like, oh yeah, I should probably watch this. And, you know, I, I never, I hadn't seen it in years. I hadn't noticed that Adam Baldwin was in it. Yeah. Actually, you know what's cool about that, since you brought it up, was, uh, I, I keep wanting to mention this to people, because I think it was cool, was when I was listening to the audio commentary 
for AVP Requiem. Like, there's a random scene where they cut to, like, an army, you know, ATV or whatever, and there's supposed to be this, you know, shady government ops guy, you know, that, you know, basically, you know, knows everything that's going on and that the town's infested with, like, aliens and that there's a predator there hunting them and all this other stuff. And, you know, basically he's on, like, the, the comm, you know, going like, oh, okay, well, you know, we, we see such and such and blah, blah, blah. And the director was like, oh, we actually wanted to get Adam Baldwin to do that, you know, because he's kind of like, you know, Gary Busey's second in command, you know, and he probably actually, you know, went up the, the charts when Gary Busey got fucking cut like a freaking uh, hook of slab of meat or whatever, you know, and all that stuff. So, you know, like, I, I thought that was a cool idea, but I guess, you know, they, what, for whatever reason, you know, probably financial reasons and scheduling and stuff that just never happened. But I was like, well, that would have been a cool little cameo, you know. Justin, did you have a cool story surrounding your first viewing? Um, I remember the first time I watched it. Um, it was on a, a Boy Scout trip to the Knoxville Zoo, which <laughs> from, from where I live, it's like a two-hour drive. So, First of all, it was the first time I watched Predator. The second, it was the first time I was exposed to the wonder of a TV in a van, which I was like, man, the future is here. <laughs> Flying cars are on the way. We got TVs in a van. Like, this is great. So the way down to, awesome. uh, on the way down to Knoxville, I watched Predator for the first time, and it kind of like, it kind of blew my mind. I was just like, wow, man, this is, this is like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. You've got Arnold fighting this, you know, monstrous looking alien, and like, body parts are getting blown away and everything like it was great like we watched it like at least two or three times on the way down there and then driving around Knoxville and back but we had like two tapes with us that we could watch we had Predator and um, Tim Burton's Batman and I think we only watched Batman once and then we like we were just like you know let's watch Predator because it's you know it's got Arnold and lots of gore and all kinds of you know swearing and everything yeah, I think I think that's why I kind of like I think as a I think I was just the right age demographic for, like, Predator, but especially Predator 2. Like, I think sometimes I kind of play off certain things like Spawn or whatever, and I kind of say, oh, that's kind of gratuitous for me, because I was kind of, you know, I kind of outgrown that stuff. But I think I must have been, like, 11 or 12, like, right when Predator 2 came out, and then I was probably a little younger when the first one came out, which is why I probably ended up seeing it later on home video or something. But I was I was probably right at that age range where all that stuff was, like, really cool, you know, beheading people and, you know, stringing people up and skinning them. And, you know, it's like, you know, all these, you know, I just remember all this ridiculous shit, in, in, at least in Predator 2, you know, which my, my, uh, my friends always make fun of me for, you know, like the guy snorting coke and you know, all the voodoo guys and, you know, chicks running around naked, and, you know, just <laughs> stuff where you're like, you're like, oh, you know, if it was an episode of Spawn, I might point it and go, ah, that's gratuitous crap. It's not cool. But like, for some reason, like in that movie, like I just, I just enjoyed it a whole bunch. That's, I was kind of like watching it like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh yeah, there's the voodoo guy who has like a sword fight, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah. The- or almost has a sword fight. Well, my, but, my, yeah, like, it's like my, my buddy, though, he'll always make fun of me because he's like, he'll say, uh, you know, what, is that like the, uh, 
you know, what's wrong with that predator? Did he get dropped on his head like Goku or like, you know, like, cause he doesn't like, he, cause to him, I think he, he really enjoys the first movie a whole bunch. And he's like, you know, to him, it's like Arnold and all those guys, these are commandos, you know, they're army mercenary types. Like they're really, really badass types. Whereas, you know, you could argue like, well, what are all these idiots in LA? You know, like, yeah, they're cops and yeah, they're drug dealers and they're, they're you know, quote unquote bad individuals, you know, but how badass are they? Do you know what I mean? Like compared to, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, you got old ladies with magnums on the train or, you know, like stupid mm-hmm. shit like that was going on in Predator 2. But, you know, the, the, the guys in the, the first movie, you know, it's, it's kind of epic watching him take out all these guys because I think their original concept was like, well, if, if an alien is going on safari on the planet Earth, like who would, you know, you, you, you don't go to Africa and like, you know, get a bunch of freaking, you know, camels or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. I mowed down camels. You know, it's like, who cares? You, you go, know, you go the after like, yeah, the lions, the tigers, the, you know, you get the tusks of the elephants because they're valuable or, you know, whatever it is, you know, like those kind of things, rhinoceroses or something, you know, but, you know, anyway, you know, it's like those, those are the kind of, you know, and those guys were all the kind of badass guys or whatever. That's a point I actually want to make about the first movie in general. Like, um, I love almost any Arnold movie, but most of them have, like, really hokey or goofy parts, you know, that are meant to be funny. But um, with, like, um, Predator 1, you know, it is all, like, the whole movie It's just, like, all B.A. Like, you know, there's no hokey or cheesy bits thrown in. It's just all, like, awesome. Like, the whole movie. What about when he throws the knife into the guy and goes, stick around? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe there's one classic Arnold one-liner in there, but (laughs) overall, I don't know. The movie plays, like, very serious and very hardcore for most of it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was going to bring up uh, what you said about, like, yeah, like, number two. Like, in the most recent one, like, Predators... Like, uh, I was kind of like, like, not all these guys that they got aren't, are like warriors, I think, really. I think it's They're interesting, because, like, cause, like they, they try to play those guys off as, as badass guys, but it's like, I, I think the problem I have is that I'm like, you, you know, and I, I think I said this in a written blog once, but I'm like, you're just never going to get me to buy, I mean, I don't care how much Adrian Brody works out, yeah. like, you're not going to get me to buy <laughs> that, not, that yeah. he kicks the shit out of the super predator. I mean, it's not even, it's not even like the regular predator from the first movie, do you know what I mean? It's like, this is like supposed to be the Spinosaurus, like, doomsday super fucking predator that chose the original one, and it's like... You know, I was just kind of like, you know what, like, I just yeah. don't, you know, or, or even, you know, like, they, they spend a lot of time on the DVD commentary praising Lawrence Fishburne's acting ability, which I have no problem with. Like, that's fine. Like, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, has a wonderful voice. He's a cool actor. But in that movie, it's like, wait, you expect me to believe he's been on this alien planet, you know, the Predators movie, the Rodriguez film for like years and years and years, but he's just like in a t-shirt and he, you know what? I'm sorry. He's fat as fuck in that movie. Like what? Did he have a horde of fucking Twinkies stashed on that Predator ship? Like what? You know, like, come on, dude. If I can hear you, they can too. Like, I mean, to me, like, if you've been on an alien planet, you think, like, he's scavenging for, like, actual fucking real food that, like, actually, you know, it nutritionalizes him and stuff. It's like, what? You're telling me on this Predator Jungle Preserve, it's like there's a fucking hostess truck with fucking, 
Oh, yeah, you really like, I, <laughs> shit. The, the, like, I, I was going to say, like, the predators hunt the deadliest game of all, Dover Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what, though? I mean, I will say, though, it did at least move in, in a good direction for a sequel. Like, because I guess what they were getting at was supposedly Arnold passed on the second movie because he did not like the city setting. Like, he didn't like the fact that it was set in Los Angeles and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, when when they hired Rodriguez to, like, you know, come up with some kind of sequel, you know, I guess the first thing he said was, like, you know, put it in a jungle, do it now, you know, or whatever. And and so, you know, I guess, you know, Rodriguez came up with the idea of, okay, it's a jungle, but it's a jungle on another planet. And we're not just going to have one predator. It's going to be, you know, a group of predators. And, you know, to me, it seems like, oh, that's kind of very James Cameron you know, alien to aliens, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, definitely raising the stakes, you know, in a sequel, like, to me, that's something that I always appreciate, like, you know, there were good things about that movie, but, you know, like you said, some of the characters, it's like, you know, like, a guy like Danny Trejo, like, he was in fucking jail in real life, you know what I mean, so it's like, I could sort of buy him as a badass, but what's kind of funny is he gets, he gets taken out pretty early on. It seems like yeah. it seems like the guy you you know the the other guy from the first movie who you know played the Indian like he was probably a real badass in real life and kicked everybody's ass, but he gets killed like early on and just like Danny Trejo, it's like the real like you know genuine badass people you know in the film probably get killed early on. And then meanwhile you got uh, Adrian Brody you know winning Oscars and clubbing the super predator to death with them you know and stuff like that. <laughs> so, you know. But, um, you know, I mean, you know, it's like, to me, I, I enjoyed the score. It kind of was reminiscent of the original score from uh, from the first film and everything like that. And then I guess, I guess you know, I, I know we're kind of jumping around with all the different movies, but um, the, the one thing I loved about uh, the second movie was not so much Danny Glover, but the fact that Danny Glover gets the little predator, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, discus, you know, like I, for some reason, like, I guess maybe because I like V and Mike Donovan gets like the visitor, you know, pistol and rifle and kind of makes it his own and stuff like that like i guess i've always just loved the fact like an alien comes down and tries to kill me and kick my ass and then i take his weapon and like shoot him all to death with it you know because it's like oh i get to have your cool weapon and fuck you up with it and so i always kind of like that idea of you know yeah. Danny Glover. I always thought it, I always thought it was really badass how like the predator gives him the old timey like pistol at the end. Like, yeah, I always yeah. thought that was awesome. I mean, like, I guess I guess speaking of that, maybe we can delve into the comics a little bit. But apparently, there was a, a cool Dark Horse Comics Presents story that like details how that was like you know uh, that that pistol that flintlock pistol was like owned by a pirate on a ship, and you know it kind of supposedly goes into how. You know, how that fell into the hands of a predator and everything, because it was like a whole seafaring type situation and all that stuff, so. I was going to say, the predators in general seem a lot more, like, badass in the comics, because, like, I don't know, like, I've always had, like, this, like, they're, like, the first one, like, the first one's badass, and then you, the second one, like, like you said, you're, like, you're kind of, like, well, he's just kind of killing cops and, like, drug dealers and stuff, and then, like, by the time you get to, like, you know, AVP, I'm, like, oh, like, there are three Predators in that movie, the first two die in the first, like, ten minutes, and I was, like, oh, so, like, if you fight something that's stronger than you, you're a total pussy, like, <laughs> you can only hunt things that are weaker than you then, or? Well, it's interesting, because I think, I think, like, the comics, I know, I know you said sometimes in the comics they're stronger i i think to me 
the it depends on the story arc and the type. Like it seems to me when there's a solo predator, he's usually always stronger. Like with the maybe the exception of Predator Two, but even then, like he's not weak. He's just kind of crazy that predator and predator too you know what i mean i mean he still yeah. kills a shitload of people in that and doesn't get you know taken out except for you know by danny glover so he still puts a pretty good showing so i, I always thought of it like when when i went and watched uh, you know the first alien versus predator like obviously like i was rooting for the predator but to me it was kind of like the predator was superman and dc comics in a way you know and my buddy was kind of rooting for the aliens and marvel or whatever you know so it was like of course you know it was like we kind of joked about it but he called the uh the alien that got tagged with the net with the acid all over it he called that guy netty and he said like dude netty like <laughs> took out like all your you know he's like all your predators job to netty you know and i like i i called the two predators that died like kyle and wally and then it was like the the lead predator was like Clark in that movie, and I'm like, oh man, Clark still jobs at the end of that fucking movie, you know, and like you know stuff like that. So it's like one of those things where I was kind of like disappointed, but I I think the versus Predator comics kind of fucked up the Predator's image in a way because it's like they're never, except for in Aliens versus Predator, like they're never the protagonist, so they have to lose, you know. It's yeah. like. It's like there there are so many of them. You know, there's Batman versus Predator and Tarzan versus Predator and Magnus Robot Fighter versus Predator. You know, and they all get their asses kicked by these guys. My Little you know? Pony versus Predator. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's basically <laughs> like if they did that, you're like, oh, well, can't let Bright Butt Pony, like, lose, you know, because she's, you know, Her she's book. like the, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's like she's the protagonist. It's like it's like predators have come to Pony Village. And, you know, it's like... <laughs> I mean, that's the basic storyline, and the Predator's, like, going to hunt the fucking ponies, and it's like, yeah, maybe a couple, you know, no-name ponies, you know, get killed or whatever, but then by the end of it, you know, Bright Pony's <laughs> got her super pony armor, and, like, she shows up with, like, a baseball bat and beats the hell out of the Predator, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, like... So bullshit! All of it! You know, and, and meanwhile, you know, like, in a lot of the other, I guess... You know, like the movie franchise, the first couple of movies, it's like, well, they killed like six badass guys before, but it's like there's not as many, I guess, expendable people in some of those versus series, you know? I was kind of curious, um, since I haven't really watched, you know, I've only caught like bits and pieces of the Aliens vs. Predator movies, but what you guys thought about them that have seen more than one of them, you know? Like, do you, did you enjoy the crossover? Is it good? I think, I, oh, go ahead, Mike. Now, like I said, I was just going to reiterate that, like, the first one, I was kind of disappointed that the Predators were kind of, like, yeah, like, jobed to the aliens, pretty much, and, you know, it took, like, you know, they kind of had to do, like, the last Predator and the human had to do, like, a rival fusion to beat the alien, and then the Predator dies anyway, and then I was kind of like, oh... But uh, I didn't actually see the second one. I'm not sure. Like, Derek, uh, maybe you can well, elaborate I, on that one. I mean, as far as the second one goes, like, I don't like the film. I think, uh, but I think it might be, like, where I'm not the right age demographic. Because it was kind of like the first movie was PG-13. So there wasn't a lot of gore in it. And a lot of the fans, I guess, felt kind of let down. Like, it wasn't as graphic a movie as they were hoping. Like, there's lots of scenes in that movie where things should be graphic, but because it was PG-13, they fucking cut away from it. So you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this sucks. It felt like you were watching a movie on television almost with scenes that were edited, but you weren't. You're, like, in the theater watching it, you know? And 
it, it tried to follow sort of the original story of the comic, but the comic was set like on some colony far away in the future in a, on another planet, whereas this was set on Earth. And it, I don't know, it's like Predators having history on Earth doesn't feel weird to me, but like Aliens being on Earth before the first Alien, before on any Alien movie just seems odd to me. And right. so, so there's that element of it where it feels kind of odd. And then once you get to the second movie, it was like they heard all the sort of fan rage about how, you know, the first film was PG-13 and not good enough. So the second one, they just went balls out. Like, they just went over the top, in my opinion. Like, it's like a hard fucking R, which I think should be rated an X almost. Because, like, it's like there's just so much fucking gore in that movie. I mean, in terms of the Predator, like, there's only one Predator. Like, I think in the script he's called the Wolf. And, like, so he comes off as pretty badass because he's the only fucking one. And luckily, there's all kinds of human and alien cannon fodder for him to fuck with. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, he (laughs) comes off looking pretty well. But in the meantime, like, there's just all this gross shit in the movie. Like, to me, the the scene that really turned me off, the babies and the fucking, uh, the, the alien, like, sucks out the fucking pregnant woman's, like, quintuplets or whatever the fuck she <laughs> like it's yeah. really fucking in poor taste like where you're just like and and you know listening to these guys like you could tell like they either don't have families or something because they're just kind of like yeah let's go for it or or maybe like they were saying something about i think i think what they said was they had families but like his wife was pregnant at the time so it's like it's like it's like they're on the cusp of they didn't care at the time and maybe i bet you like Five years later, they'll look back on this movie and go, oh, geez, like, that was kind of not as cool as I thought it was. Or I, <laughs> right. I don't know what. You know what I mean? Like, because it was like, that That was really gross. But Like, yeah. at the beginning where you've got the father their father and son and they're hunting and they both get killed. Like, when the little kid gets killed, I'm like, all right, this movie is serious. This is going to be different from the first film. Like, Yeah, yeah, little- they, they, they definitely wanted to make a point to be like, oh, you know, the, the dogs and little kids and cute little fucking bunny rabbits or whatever. Like, they're all fucking getting killed in this movie. Like, yeah, you know. like, I'm like, it, okay. It just, yeah. I was like, okay, you've got my attention, movie. You're going to be serious. But then when they go to like doing the stuff with like the pred alien is like sticking its mouth all, o- all over the pregnant woman and like putting its shit into her, I'm just like, um, I think you a little, you went a little too far, movie. I don't know if I can like follow you after this point. That's a little too much for me. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it, yeah. It, it, like I, I I was I watched that movie with the girlfriend at the time. Uh, like she wanted to get, like get up and leave, but she had like yeah she yeah had, yeah that she I, had I like could, kids of her own. She was like, "Let's leave." I've never walked out on a movie, and like I w- didn't leave anyway. Like not even for her. I'm like, we paid for this. Like I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> She's like, "Let's leave." I'm like, "No, I'm not leaving." But yeah, but I I could understand having that that gut reaction to that scene because that's I don't know that that was kind of in poor taste. I mean, you know, the positive things I could say about it is yeah, it wasn't as tame as the last movie, but I think they kind of it, it's one of those things where I think both those movies are of two extremes and and like what I kind of hold the candle to in terms of versus movies is like Jason versus Freddy. Yeah. And like I, I, I think the reason why I bring that up is it, it's like they're kind of equitable, you know, like Jason gets some good scenes and Freddie gets some good scenes and they both fight each other. And for the most part, one 
franchise does not overpower the other franchise, and it's pretty well choreographed and written in terms of that. But, like, I think kind of what Mike says holds true. Like, I think the Predators are, are overridden in the first film. And I think in the second film, I bet you Alien fans might be disappointed because the aliens aren't as badass. Like, for me, that part didn't bother me as much because I was like, oh, the Predators are fucking due because they got fucking totally owned in that last movie, you know? But but either case, you know, they're kind of more lopsided than, than they should be, you know? Well, it, it's, all, it's almost like Stormtrooper Syndrome. The more there is of something, the easier each one is to kill, basically. Yeah, 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 pretty much. I mean, you know, the, the more Predators you have, then, then they all become, like, redshirt guys or something. You know? like, <laughs> the, more br- the more Brainiacs you have, the less Batarangs Batman has <laughs> to use to blow them up. Right. Yeah. But like Brian asked, you know, did did we enjoy those films? Like, I know the two Alien vs. Predator films, like, I know they're bad movies, but I end up rewatching them usually, like, if I'm kind of bored or something. Like, I've probably rewatched, even though I find the baby scene distasteful a little bit, like, I, I still end up rewatching Requiem quite a bit just because it's it's more fun than the other one. And I guess it is because it's, like, to the extreme and, like, even though I know it's bad, I can't look away. I guess I don't know. I like I like the attempt. Like I like the attempt they made when they brought back um, Lance Hendrickson in the uh, the first one. You know, like I like that attempt at at some form of continuity and stuff like that. Like I thought that was a cool idea. Like that's why I kind of thought the idea to bring Adam Baldwin in in that one that never worked out was kind of a cool idea too. You know, just something yeah. to you know, tie those, those films together. But in some way, you know, you know what I think the problem is, is because of when they're set, Alien vs. Predator is not a prequel to Predator. It's a sequel to Predator. But because of when it's set in terms of, you know, like not in the future, because it's, it's a prequel to Alien. And that's kind of a weird feeling that I think could have been avoided by, you know, setting those movies on some other planet you know, in some distant time or some shit like that, you know? Well, given, like, what we see in Prometheus, like, do the alien movies, do, do the alien's appearance in Alien vs. Predator, like, even make sense? Like, given what we right, know about right. their they, origin? They, they kind of they don't... Well, you know, obviously they didn't know about Prometheus. What's kind of funny is if you, if you listen to the commentary um, on Requiem, they talk about... There's that scene where you're introduced to the wolf and you see his his uh, wall of skulls yeah. going on in the background. And, you know, there's supposed to be like, you know, all kinds of different alien skulls and stuff like that. And, and one of them, they kind of brag is like, oh, dude, if you like freeze frame it for like a millisecond, you know, you will see the skull of a space jockey. And that was before, of course, Prometheus came yeah. out. So at the time, you know, the skull probably has like a big elephant you know, snuffleupagus-looking skull or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, that it looks like, you know, the space jockey from, from uh, you know, Ridley Scott's Alien. But, you know, if you actually watch fucking Prometheus, you know that that was just a helmet and, you know, what the real skull should look like is just a really big fucking uh, human skull, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, like, in that sense, it's just, you know, people making, you know, it's like people making Star Wars comics, you know, at Marvel, 
you know, not knowing that Luke and Leia are sisters and they have a big <laughs> orgy between them and everybody's like, ew, like 10 years later, <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, like well, it's like they got to go back and re-edit that commentary. So it's like, you will see the retconned helmet of the space <laughs> jockey. Yeah, yeah, and it's spray-painted white, so it looks like a skull, <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, yeah, it's just things like that. So, you know, you kind of you kind of fall into that that trap or whatever. Um, or, but, you know, th- th- that can apply to, like, a lot of the comics as well, because I guess, they, you know, that was something I was looking at where they had a lot of references to the space jockeys in comics before Prometheus came out, and, of course, all of them are, you know, quote-unquote, wrong, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody knew what the, the story was and stuff like that. Or even, like, like say, like, when they were when they were originally trying to do Predator 2, you know, they, they really did want Arnold in that movie. So, oddly enough, Dutch was going to be like a police officer. Like, I guess somehow he made the career transition from, you know, badass, you know, jungle <laughs> mercenary who worked for the U.S. government, you know, after that to, you know, uh, you know, awesome cop who teams up with Danny Glover to beat up predators or something like that. But since, you know, Arnold didn't like the script, they didn't go with that. But if you look at like the first Dark Horse comic book series, I mean, it's set in L.A., you know, or no, 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 actually it's set in the city, but it's set in New York, not L.A. So, but, but I mean, it's the same basic concept, you know, the predators in the big city, you know, hunting people down, you know, taking skulls up on skyscrapers and, you know, howling at the fucking lightning and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, what, what I always used to joke about is the same thing I always joke about with uh, Dark Horse comics is since they couldn't, since they weren't going to use uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they invented this character. It's like, oh, it's Detective Schaefer. Well, is that Arnold? It's like, no, this is Arnold's brother, who you've never heard of before, that lives in New York. You know, and since they never gave him a first name, you know, it, you know, Arnold's name in the first Predator movie was Dutch. So I used to be like, oh, dude, it's just Clutch, his brother, you know, who lives in New York. <laughs> yeah, he looks just like him. Yeah, too. I mean, like, it's I one of those things where he's like identical looking to, you know, he's, he's just, uh, you know, an Arnold <laughs> like... pastiche, but not. You are not you. You're me. No shit. He's like, yes, I am Dutch. Bro- I am Dutch's brother. Ow. Yeah, pretty much, you know. And so, like, like you've got that character, and then he he kind of goes on and appears in a couple other miniseries. But then it's like that kind of sad thing of like, if Arnold's your hero in the first movie, and you're kind of wondering what happened to him, it's kind of like in the comics mostly they kind of hint at like he was. You know, I mean, it, it's all proven to be, like, a false story, but supposedly, like, he, he gets fed, like, this false story, his brother, that, like, you know, the the helicopter pilot that brought him back, he was, like, treated for some kind of weird radiation poisoning after the explosion went off, and then he was never seen again. So you start to wonder, like, did, did uh, you know, Arnold's character in that movie eventually die? And then, and then I guess, in, in Predators, supposedly you know, he's semi-referenced, too. So, like, maybe he didn't die, and the comic books are bullshit, you know, like, things like that. So, you know. Did anybody out there ever get into the Kenner toy line? Did anybody ever buy any of those, like, Predator versus Alien toys or anything like that? I did not. Negative. Justin? I had a few, like, after the fact. Like, I didn't buy them when I was a little kid. I kind of bought them, like... Oh, as a collector? Yeah, as a collector, like, a little bit after high school. Like, I, I think I, the only one I still have is I've got the clear Predator. Like, it was a mail-away, I think. Oh, like, but I it was still got, him 
stealth mode or something? Yeah, like I, I still got that one. I think it's still in its mailing box, but the other ones I kind of got rid of. Uh, it looked like, I mean, it looked like typical of like the Kenner Batman line where, you know, if you bought the two-pack with the alien versus predator, that looked like a genuine alien and a genuine predator. But if you bought like the other ones, it was like, you know, rainbow colored surfer predator and, yeah. you know, fucking ice arctic armor, you know, uh, uh, fishing predator and, you know, like just all these kind of like, you know, lava armor fucking dips <laughs> in the volcano predator, like all these kind of weird you know, predators that kind of don't really look like a predator, or at least not any of the ones from the films, you know. Like, even though I like, you know, if it's Alien versus Predator, I always, I'm like, yeah, I root for the Predator. But, like, for the toys, like, I had, like, way more Alien toys than Predators. Like, I had, my favorite one was Exploding Alien, which you you push a button on its back and he explodes, like... I thought that was like the <laughs> best toy ever for a while, but that, that had, sounds like, pretty cool. Like it kind of reminds me of like they they had uh, the Ghost Rider Toy Biz toy line, and it was kind of the same thing. It was like the original Ghost Rider would like explode into a yeah, bunch of pieces. Yeah, I had that too. So, well, it seems like like the alien designs would translate better to a toy than like like with the technology back then basically or the engineering it seems like you know they're like oh they're like weird looking so like you know they don't they, what do you call it? their joints don't have to be like like they don't have to balance on two legs all the time and then you you also have like i guess the human element too where you could have like a ripley toy or bishop or whoever you know and these guys running around in like you know armor and mech suits and stuff like that too yeah, one of my buddies had like Ripley in the uh, you know the loader suit. He also had like the the little tank they drive around in and the drop ship. So whenever I'd go over to his house, we'd have like these big like toy wars, and he would have all the alien stuff, and then I'd have like I would have like the predator stuff, but then I would cheat and bring in stuff like Dino Riders. <laughs> I'd like he would he would like try and call me out. He'd be like, "No, that's a Dino Rider, and you can't use it." I'm like. You're like, what, dude? You're like the predator enslaved that dinosaur, like, way back in the day. (laughs) And, like, it's still still around. It's cool. The predator harnessed the power (laughs) of dino riders. Um, What did you guys, I mean, I know know some of you hadn't read any of the Predator comics until just recently, but did you have any thoughts on anything that you took a look at, anything you want to share, like, in terms of, uh, like, the Dark Horse stuff? I really liked the art on that like initial Dark Horse series. Like uh, the, you, you, my avatar right now is like a panel from one of those issues. Yeah, like, that was uh, Chris Warner who drew that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like you said, yeah, it's, but it's, it's like it's kind of weird with like clutches clearly in Arnold stand-in, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny. But no, uh, you know, I enjoyed them. I like there. There's another like one of the sequel ones is like called Cold War, so it's like it, it's kind of like just released a couple years like you know kind of after the whole you know fall of the Berlin Wall and all that kind of you know it's kind of like shortly after the Cold War, but it kind of reminds me of uh, you remember the character in GoBots like how 
how there was that dude Matt, and then he he kind of hooks up with the Russian chick or whatever, and everything like that. Like that kind of was what that story reminded me of. It's like the predators are in Siberia and they're like hunting down like folks and everything, and they're killing all these Russian guys. So like when I was reading it, I was kind of like, yeah, kill those commie motherfuckers, you know. And I'm kind of getting into <laughs> it because the predators pretty badass and stuff like that. But then I guess they uh, like the U.S. Army government calls in clutch because you know they can't find Dutch because he's, I don't know, infected or missing or, you know, whatever. He's MIA, but, you know, Clutch is the only one who stood up to a predator and lived to tell about it, you know, and everything like that. And, uh, you know, so so then they call him in, but his counterpart is, like, this Russian chick, kind of like the chick from GoBots. And, like, you know, as, as they slowly progress through the story, you know, it's like she kind of, you know, learns from him, you know, kind of like insubordination and, and, and the evils of capitalism and how awesome it is and all that kind of stuff. And so I was kind of amused by that story. I thought it was kind of fun as well. I guess my favorite one is uh, Tarzan versus Predator at the Earth's core just because, you know, I like, <laughs> I like Predator and I'm a huge Tarzan fan. And, it made <laughs> and, I'm, pretty, and I'm pretty fond of the Earth's core, too. <laughs> the Earth's core kicks ass. The Earth's um, Core was, was not beat up by Tarzan in uh, in that series, by the way, just so everybody knows. <laughs> the Earth's Core was not choded in that <laughs> series. Predator, however, was fucking choded. But, uh, like, the story is, uh, the Earth's Core is actually this little, like, it's like a lost world called Pellucidar. And it's full of, like, weird creatures, it's full of, like, dinosaurs, it's full of, like, different you know, evolutionary evolutionary branches of caveman and stuff, and you've also got these like pterodactyl men who are called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what that, that I realized when when I read that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like fucking Marvel ripped off fucking Tarzan. Like I had no idea that fucking Sauron was a ripoff of a fucking Tarzan character. That dude who that that dude who like controls all the you know, all the people in that comic or whatever from the yeah. novels. Like, he's total ripoff. What's his name? The guy who, like, he's total ripoff of, uh, or not, he's not the ripoff, but Sauron from X-Men is a total ripoff of, of this Tarzan character. Yeah. But, like, that, that made sense to me because, like, you know, there's, like, the whole Tarzan series of books, and then there's a Pellucidar series of books from Burroughs. But they did, like, one team-up where... Tarzan goes to the Earth's core to like help his friend like defeat these guys, the Mahars, the like pterodactyl men. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well that makes sense that you know the predator would go to this place and you know fight all these dinosaurs and the Mahars and stuff. Like I, I always thought that was a really neat uh, team up. Like I thought that was really yeah. Good. The, the art on that book is good too. It was like Lee yeah. Weeks, right? Like he's he was good. Like that was a good, well drawn series. How about you, Brian? Did you did you get a chance to take a look at anything at all in terms of like Dark Horse books or anything like that? Yeah. Um, sadly, though, the one I read uh, is the one with the Native American guy, you know, and it didn't seem to have that good of art or really that good of a story. So I don't know. I didn't really like it that much. But the the ones with like Clutch, like maybe actually would be better for me, you know, because it has yeah, yeah. some connection yeah. to Predator that I know. Original so. story, yeah. Right. So what about um? I, I guess I, I guess we could move on to like uh, video game type stuff, unless Justin has any other uh, comic book stuff he wants to talk about. No, I think I'm done. 
So what about like, since since I'm on you, Justin? What about like video games? Like, I, I didn't you say that you were uh, you played uh, the NES game pretty frequently? Or? Sadly, um, if you've seen the Angry Video Game Nerds <laughs> video about this, like I completely share his anger and frustration with this game because as a kid, I was at a flea market and I see Predator for NES, and I'm like, I make the stupid kid mistake because you know. Oh, I really like the movie, so the game obviously has to be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, I, I get home and I put the game in, and I'm just like, well, what is all this stupid stuff? Like, you push, like, you know, just like he says in the video, you push, like, the incorrect button and pause, you self-destruct for some stupid reason. There's, like, little <laughs> floating <laughs> it's like little floating stones, and there's, like, scorpions that don't make any sense. And then big mode. I'm like, what? Like, why, why all of a sudden am I, like, big and there's stars going by? It's like a whole different game. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I feel sorry for anybody who wasted their money or has even wasted, like, a minute playing that game because it's so awful. Like, I don't even like to think about it. So Dude, terrible. you want to talk about the stubby... W R useless arm attack or whatever he's got. Like that was kind of funny. <laughs> like the, if you've seen his review, like the scene of like throwing grenades and like trying to blow up, blow apart these rocks to get into a door. You know, it seems so frustrating. It is like it's mind-bogglingly frustrating. Like I don't think I ever got past like the third or fourth stage or anything. But like it's one of those games where you're like, okay, this is a terrible game, but I'm I'm bored. I got nothing else <laughs> to do. Uh, I'm gonna try. Play this game as much as I can and beat it. No, it's impossible. It's weird. It, visually, it kind of reminded me, at least not not the big mode, but like the the regular standard mode, kind of reminded me of the the Rambo game from I think LJN or whatever. But it's kind of like Rambo, but he doesn't have a knife, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, this sucks because it's like, what are you supposed to do to these scorpions? Like punch them? Like you can't, you know? Like so. You know, it, it seemed like it that, was kind of you can ride certain scorpions for some reason, like a certain color or something. Like you can stand <laughs> on it, and it'll you can just ride around on it. I'm like, what? Uh, I don't know. Does anybody else have any any uh, video game memories to share of anything? Sadly, I, I haven't used... played any of them. But am I a glutton uh, okay. for wanting to try out that one now that Justin's told us about it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used I used to love the arcade game. It was like it it was made by Capcom and it was like the same kind of like final fight punisher like yeah, side yeah. scroller type. You know what's type. funny is I had never heard of that one before you mentioned it, but I actually got a, a Mame ROM and was playing it on my Xbox and then uh that it's like the same engine as the Turtles pretty much. I mean they they, you yeah. know, they all have like boat like- staffs and stuff. <laughs> I like uh, the anime Dutch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, everyone's all... like anime eyes. Well, it's like yeah. it's, it's kind of like like they have a, a, a Japanese chick who's kind of like Ripley, and then the 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 Dutch who's like you know anime Dutch or whatever, where they he has got like a cybernetic arm and stuff like that. So it's like you're. <laughs> it's funny though because you're fighting with like human beings. So it's like if you just play the game by yourself, like when I first started playing it with just a predator, I'm like, why does a predator want a foot long sub sandwich? Like I don't get it. Like and that gives you like you know health or something. But then you realize like oh you're you're fighting with like human beings, so they're eating like pizzas and sandwiches and whatever else is under the fucking crate. <laughs> you know. Yep. 
I did. Uh, there's a lot of like stuff in that game that I that I like nice little touches. Like if your predator takes too much damage, he drops his staff, and you got to pick it back up again, and you know stuff like that was pretty cool. But and it's funny because it's like it's got like, it's actually got like a story, and it's like the predators like talk with the humans, yeah, like yeah. they just like talk regularly. Like their text is like, "We've got to go over there to the train yard and defeat these things," you know, or whatever. Well, I like, and they're I, like, I like at the end like. It's like, why are you letting us live? And he's like, you'll see. And then they fucking fly off. It's like, I guess they're going to hunt us next season or whatever, you know? Yeah. I also like the, uh, I think it's Aliens versus Predator for the PC. Um, I forgot if it's one or two, but it's a, it's a, the first person shooter from way back. But I used to go to like lands where we'd play that game. And like, again, the predators would get totally choted because no one wanted to be a predator. You could be three classes. You could be alien, predator, or human. No one would pick predator because they had the most terrible weapons. The only advantage they had were, would, was like cloaking and that it was no advantage at all because they had like no good weapons and like as soon as you uncloaked you were dead and the humans had like all the best guns and the aliens were just fun to play as because you could like crawl on walls and run around like super fast and like shred people or like if you if you picked like the face hugger you could just run around on the floor and jump onto humans and infect them and stuff but like yeah but i was always disappointed because i was like don't the predators have any good weapons it was my friend how good are the graphics on that i mean i assume if it's it was like an alien versus predator game based on the comics or was it around the time of the movie, or like how old is I this think game? It's it's some like late late nineties, okay. I think. Okay. Like it was for the PC, and like it was up to I think it was like we like we used to, I we used to have like a good like like eight or nine people like on a like a what do you call on a network like playing so. You know, it was one of those, like, late 90s computer game shooters, like, a la, like, the original Quake or Unreal Tournament or stuff, so... But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, I remember when you were the human, you could actually, like, find the, like, Ripley, like, power loader suit and, like, go around and, like, you dominate, like, the map, because, like, anyone who got close to you, you could, like, crush and stuff, but... Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I was just telling uh, Brian before we started the podcast, like one of the things I tried to play to maybe give us some more things to talk about was uh, the Xbox and PS2, I guess. In 2005, there was a a video game called Predator Concrete Jungle, which is kind of named after that Dark Horse comic uh, that you had read, Mike, you know, the one with Clutch in it or whatever. Um, But ironically, it doesn't have anything to do with that storyline. Um, and I tried to play it. I, I was kind of, you know, I guess a little ahead of myself. I was like, oh, maybe I can finish this before we do the podcast. Um, you know, and it's one of those games where it's like, it could have been a good game. Like it had a really good storyline. When I was doing the research on it, I was kind of surprised to find out that Grant Morrison was the one who came up with the story. Um, which is kind of odd. I was expecting more blue cupcakes or something like with a predator, you know, I don't know, dancing with a chicken and his tongue is cut in half and I don't know, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. <laughs> he's, but He's the predator of Zuranah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something weird, but, um, you know, or, you know, the predator sings a song and his spaceship blows up or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, basically, uh, you know, it's like 
the game starts in like the 1930s and the Predator's hunting down like these gangsters or whatever. And I guess because he, you know, I guess this Predator fucks up. Like he's about to die and he's going to set himself, you know, his, his timer to explode, but it doesn't explode correctly. And basically like he's exposed himself and like his technology is exposed. So then I guess he's punished by his fellow Predators for that. And he gets sent, like, banished to, like, some kind of, you know, planet with all these, you know, xenomorphs on it and stuff like that. And he's basically sent there for the rest of his life, I guess, to die or something. But then, I guess, as time passes, like, you know, when when you get to the regular storyline, you know, of the game, it's basically, like, set in the future. You know, it's, like, set in, like... 2030 or something and so now everybody has all this high-tech you know predator stuff where gang members are running around using the um, cloaking devices and predator tech and everything and so i guess the you know i don't know whatever you want to call them you know the maximal council of predators or some shit you know come back and pick up this disgraced guy who who fucked everything up and you know they're like okay you got one more chance buddy like you know you and, and that's you know, where the game pretty much starts is, you know, you can go, you know, take back all our technology and fuck up all these humans and everything. Um, so, I mean, it sounded like a cool idea, you know, when, when you're in the game, you know, like you can switch between predator vision modes and stuff. So you could use the thermal vision and different visions for, you know, gameplay purposes. Like basically like if, if other gang members are using like your stealth tech, you can use like the tech vision where, you know, you can see these guys who are stealth, you know, and I mean, it's pretty obvious. You don't need the tech vision to see them. But it's like it's helpful when, you know, it's part of like your mission. It's like, oh, you know, punish three guys by stringing them up and skinning them, you know, that stole your predator technology. And it's like that could have been cool. But I don't know, like I was telling Brian, the controls were kind of shitty. You know, it's like it was hard to like kind of, you know, I mean, it was a shitty camera that kept moving around on me and everything. And it's like I, I kind of constantly had to shut off the controller just to get it, the camera to, to stand still, you know. And sometimes, like, you'd want to, you know, basically you're supposed to beat up these guys, grab them, and then jump to, like, a certain point where you skin them up and everything. But if you hit them with your staff, they die. So you have to basically fight them unarmed. And, and put yourself at risk to die because all these gang members are beating you up, but you have to fight them unarmed so you can grab them. Do you know what I mean? So you like you <laughs> punch them a couple times and then grab them, but there's no real control to grab. Do you know what I mean? You can't. They can't just fucking assign a control to have grab. It's like you've got to like fight with them for a little bit and, and weaken them enough to grab them with the same fucking button. I'm like, it's one of those fucked up. <laughs> intuitive apple things where you you have to uh you know basically keep hitting the same button but expect different results and stuff like that and so you grab you know eventually you grab the guy but it's like it's just you know i'm not i'm not that patient because you know it's basically like i go through all this stuff i string up three guys you know and it's like okay now the gang people fear me you know but it's like it's still not the end of the level but you feel like you've just 
done, you know, like an entire level. But then what happens next? It's like, oh, the riot police are here. You know, you must, you know, kill like a hundred riot police and kill twenty mechs in riot suits. And then it's kind of like, whoops, okay, you're dead now. Guess what? You have to fucking start all over with the three trophies and do all the annoying shitty controls and all this other stuff all over again. So it's kind of like, I don't know, I just, I, I got easily frustrated with that. You know, it's like, I, I, I kind of wish, like, once I got past the, uh, you know, stringing up the three guys, like, I could just handle the, you know, the trophy police or, you know, what, whatever, and, and kind of focus on that later on, you know, so. But, you know, anyway, that, that was kind of like my my rant about uh concrete jungle for the xbox but uh you know um was there anything else that we wanted to uh go into about predator or anything or should we move on to uh what's awesome in our world this week what do you do you guys think they should like what do you i don't like i guess the the rodriguez one like the latest one was uh, i i guess it was okay i mean how do do you know how well it did like I think it did okay. I mean, it, it seems like it was it was well received. I mean, I I know I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know if it made tons of money, but I don't think it was like a failure or anything. Do you want the? I was going to say, do you guys want like the story to continue like there, or like do you think they need to do another like reboot sort of? Well, like it seems like every one is a reboot pretty much. But you know, you know, you know what I would not be adverse to, uh, you know, even if uh, chubby fat Arnold or whatever he is is if he's going to be like the old geezer sheriff who can't hack it anymore. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be as opposed to uh, you know him making some kind of you know, appearance and some kind of, you know, like some general or some, you know, whatever, like they're talking about in the Terminator movies, but, you know, some kind of appearance from him in some kind of, you know, future Predator installment. Like if they could get him back and then do, you know, something else and follow up on that character, I think that would be kind of cool, actually. But, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's like one of those things, like I'm always kind of curious, like, I'm like, what the hell happened to Ripley after she fucking got, you know, merged with an alien or what happened to, you know, Dutch after he, you know, got out of South America and the explosion happened. You know, I'm always kind of interested in that. I don't know if I want, like, Adrian Brody to come back exactly, but, you know, I, I would definitely be up for more adventures in the Predator verse. Like, I mean, whatever they make, I'll go see it, but, you know, as for, like, my personal taste, like, I'm kind of like with Derek. Like, I'd, you know, I'd like to see Arnold as like a general or something and then if you want to do like a really good like you know here's something for the fans like have him like give Arnold have Arnold give orders to like Danny Glover and then you know they're in the middle of the movie like fighting predators and then here comes Adrian Brody with that chick in a predator ship there's like backup or something like I don't know no, it'd be it'd be funny if, if Arnold's like get in the space chopper, Adrian. Get you know, like he, he's the one who comes and picks him up off the fucking planet. Because I never that that was the one thing about that movie. Like I didn't understand the ending. It's like it's like well, either they're fucked and they're dead. Like it's like who so you know how it doesn't matter that they did all that stuff if they're still stuck on the planet. You know what I mean? Like because the ship's exploded and I'm just kind of like you know if somebody's got to come get them. You know maybe if Arnold came and got them or something. You know. I've come to get you. Get to the chopper! So, awesome thing? Sure, why not? I think it's ten. Do it now. Do it it now. now. Okay, Brian, uh, you got that awesome thing for us this week? What's what's awesome in your world? 
awesome in my world this week. I actually got um, my first shipment of comics from Amazon in quite a while. Um, and this week I had come to my doorstep the Scarlet Spider. I think Mike has probably talked about it on the show before, but um, I really enjoyed it, uh, especially with Amazing Spider-Man kind of sucking for me lately. Um, it's nice to read a spider-related book that I really like. Um, it's kind of following the adventures of Kane. And actually, even before I'd gotten this book, you know, I'd gotten all those huge collections of, like, the complete Clone Saga and the complete Ben Riley Saga. So just lately, I've been, like, pretty much all about the Clone story. So it's kind of cool to see him, like, kicking butt down in Houston. I don't know if I've ever actually, like, heard of or no- noticed, like, Ryan Stegman art before. But, man, he's awesome. Like, really Yeah, I really artwork. liked his art, yeah. Yeah. So that was my cool thing this week. I've, I'm about halfway through it and, you know, just been really enjoying it. Cool. If uh, Since Kane is now in Houston, does he have, like, an all-new cast of, of villains that he fights? Or are there some characters that are familiar to Marvel readers? Or how does that go? Um, there's some, like, uh, Mexican dude with fire powers that I had never seen before. So I don't know if he's like made up for the story or if he was like you know, yeah I think I think he's new the salamander yeah so he's yeah. he's the only like super villain I've seen the, so the, far the terror of Houston salamander <laughs> yeah for the, for the most part like they're the first arc has like new villains but like like well I guess uh, that, I guess kind of cool that it takes away from the stereotype that all the action goes down in New York City and Marvel I guess you know, well yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting that you say that because like people there are getting pissed that, like, Spider-Man shows up because they're like, there ain't no heroes in Houston? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, there's a scene, I don't know if you've encountered it yet, Brian, but, like, he's, like, web-swinging, and he runs out of skyscrapers, and he, like, crashes into, like, a roof. He's like, damn it, Houston! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I always used to think about that when I was younger, because I always fantasized about being Spider-Man, but I always thought to myself, I live in California, dude, like, what would I do, like, swing on the lamppost and shit? Like, I don't, I was like, sometimes you're like, how does, you know, you're like, how would I web swing away from my house? I'm like, I couldn't, like, just a lamppost. That's it's it. like that, uh, it's like that, what is it, that Peter David, like, one-off story oh, in yeah, Amazing yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. where, uh, I forgot if it was Peter David or Roger Stern. I think, but, I like, think it was Peter like, David, yeah. Yeah, when he's in the suburbs, and he's got, like, yeah, he's, he's got to walk guy around, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know why this, it kind of triggered my memory, but, um, like, I remember in the Ultimate Spider-Man game, like, you'd have to go to Forest Hills and, like, fight Venom at the football stadium. And there's, like, nothing to swing on out there. And it's just like, you know, ah, I can't move. So <laughs> He swings on clouds. Yeah. And a lot of games he does do that. But I think in that one, it, they try to main real, re- realistic, you know, to where he couldn't just swing around on nothing. Cool. No, that that actually sounds kind of cool. So that's the first uh, trade that you got from Amazon? Yeah. Um, and that, what, does that want... collect, like, the first, like, what, five or six issues or what? Yeah, I think it's six, at least, and knowing how much I like it, um, I assume they're going to cancel the book soon, so, (laughs) you know, I'm excited to read volume two and then find something else I like. Well, supposedly it's doing pretty well. It's, uh, what do you call, he's in the middle of a crossover with Venom currently called Minimum Carnage, which is like the most awesome name for a crossover Mm -hmm. ever, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's cool, because I've really been enjoying Venom too. so eventually when that comes out, I'm sure I'll enjoy it as well. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, so Justin, my man, what is going on in your world? That's awesome. 
Um, I finished watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like I watched all eight seasons that are out, and nice. I really, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like I kind of sat down and started watching it, and then I just flew through it. Like I watched it from beginning to end, like really quick, and I loved it. Like I was talking to a friend, like I got her into watching it just by telling her, you know, what it's about. Like she loved it too. Like we were kind of watching it at the same time and discussing it, and we were kind of talking yesterday, and we were like, you know, there's nothing new else to watch so we just kind of like at the same time said i think i'll just watch rewatch curb your enthusiasm <laughs> um but uh i i've started watching uh well actually i finished watching uh all six seasons of dexter um this is something that our dear departed fan hold tony chanclaw recommended i watch a long time ago and i just kind of started watching it and kind of like curb your enthusiasm i I, re- I got really into it and just sat down and watched like Episode after episode, isn't it like a giant marathon? And I really enjoyed it. And something else I'll mention really quick: like I, I sat down yesterday and watched the miniseries The Kennedys, um, which is about you know the life of the Kennedy family. It's not just about you know John Kennedy, but it's also about his brother Bobby, uh, his father Joseph. It has a lot of like Jacqueline and their wives and stuff in there. So it, you know, if you enjoy history or if you enjoy stuff about you know the Kennedys or the 60s, uh, I'd really recommend that. I really enjoyed it. Sweet. Um, I'll go real quick. Um, today I went down to the comic shop and uh, I picked up the Judas Contract graphic novel by uh, Walter Simonson. Um, I guess they're trying to sell it as like a, you know, a Batman type story because he's sort of prominent on the cover or whatever. But the, the main crux of the story is basically, you know, the, the 50 pieces of silver that, that Judas sells out Jesus over, like there's this one coin and basically, you know, it's like the story follows that coin throughout different periods in history. So, you know, you, you might enjoy the hell out of this, Justin, because it kind of, it, it's a history, but, you know, it's kind of the DC universe, too. So it's hmm. like, you, you, you kind of go through, like, the, the Golden Gladiator, so you're in, you know, Roman times, and then the coin jumps to, like, the Viking Prince, you know, so then you're, you know, you're set that time frame, and then, uh, and then you go to, like, pirates with, um, what's his face, the, um, I can't think of his name now. The the guy in the red coat or whatever. The the well anyway. But you go you go to that guy, the pirate dude, and then uh, and then you jump to Batlash and you're in the you know the old west and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then you get to you know the quote unquote present day with it, it, you know really it's supposed to be Two Face's story, but you know of course Batman does play a role in that story and everything like that. And then uh, and then he does this weird kind of thing where he does kind of like an epilogue in the future. And uh, it's like the Manhunter of 2070. And uh, this was, you know, that was kind of interesting because it's like I, I remember reading an interview with him where he said he was trying to do something like anime-ish, you know, like, and it's kind of interesting because it is, it's definitely Walt Simonson's art, but you can see in that last chapter, you're like, oh, I can see what he was trying to do there. Because like, it's like, imagine like normal Walt Simonson art, but like all the characters have much wider eyes you know, kind of like anime characters, and like a lot of the the girls in the book. Like it kind of reminded me. I, I just got done watching uh, uh, Space Adventurer Cobra, and it's like I don't know why, but the Manhunter of 2070 just felt like that. You know, he's a dude in outer space, and he's you know 
going after these hot twin green girls and you know i mean it just seemed very anime you know like that he was he was clearly trying to go for that kind of feel but still keep his own style but just he just tweaked the style just a little bit and you know part of me since i like dc history it's like that seems like an original character he made up for the future you know and part of me was kind of like oh man like why couldn't it be like tommy tomorrow or like you know the space cabbie or some dude who found you know or you know somebody who's you know part of established dc quote-unquote future but i guess now with the new 52 maybe that's not so established anymore i don't know but whatever you know like like it's just one of those things where that was kind of nagging in the back of my head but you know overall you know i i like walter simonson like i thought the story was kind of a cool idea and uh i enjoyed uh you know reading it and everything but we'll move on to you mike what's going on in your world what's awesome in your world this week uh, last night, I saw Taken 2, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, the plot, uh, thin as a tissue, but, you know, the, you go to see that movie to see Liam Neeson kill a bunch of people, and that's what he did. And, you know, I, I really like the first Taken movie, and, uh, you know, I, I, I really appreciate a sort of straightforward action thriller, suspense romp, and this one was pretty much like, they didn't even like add in the suspense this time it just like you know it's just like you know Liam Neeson just like oh let's go to Istanbul what could be, what could go wrong and then he was you know and then him and his wife get kidnapped and like his daughter has to help him out and then he gets free and he's like you know okay I'm not taking this shit anymore and then he goes and like kills everyone and you know and that's pretty much what happened I'm not taking but. this shit anymore Michael R2D2 got <laughs> sand in his works for the last time <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, I en- I enjoyed it a great deal. So, cool. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, uh, there's some cool, awesome things for the listeners, and uh, this has been the Predator Podcast. So, uh, Mac. <laughs> this is Derek. You yes, son out. of a bitch. This is Derek. Derek WC signing off. Now, okay, it's right back down. It's Mike Thunderwave. Just to come along. Peace! If it needs, we can kill it. Something's out there waiting for us. Two or three men out there at the most. Am I the only one who's awake? I don't believe in goblins or ghosts. Fucking lizard. Give me a break. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Expendable. I see you now. Take a stand. I won't look. Why don't you? So instead of complaining, bullshit's not gonna work. give us a hand. I got nothing better to do. Stick around. <laughs> Stick around. I was gonna say, let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> That's a commando line. <laughs> what I was gonna say, I was gonna... I was going to say a good drinking game is to take a shot every time he says Mac. You'll be drunk with him. Mac. You know, Mac. two seconds. <laughs>